0: Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of My MyCannaCast. I'm Candid Dave. And I'm Groovy. On today's episode, we have special guest, Paul, the clone coach, cannabis activist since he's been 18. He's here to give us a lesson on clones, how to, ha- how to properly cut them, what's the best way to have your clones, because without clones- Everything clones. He's the clone he's coach. He's the clone coach, because without clones, you have no garden to continue the harvest. So welcome, Paul. Yeah, welcome.
1: Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it, man. I think it's going to be a fun episode. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. No, because like,
2: you know, especially I'm coming stoked. from our different worlds, me and Canada Dave, you know, I just love cannabis and he's a big grower. Like, I'm going to be learning a lot today, too. So I'm very curious on the, the amateurs mm-hmm. perspective. And, you know, I'm sure you two will to get, get real deep in the dirty in the talk. So I'm really excited to hear that, too. And pretend like I understand everything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll catch you up on, on to speed. No problem. Cool. Cool.
2: Uh, that
0: sounds great. Uh, what, what, let's get the people to introduce you, Pauly. Uh, how long have you been smoking weed? What got you into cannabis? What got you into a clone coach or becoming a, a coach for clones?
2: Yeah, tell us about your background. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, absolutely. i um, been an advocate since my teens. Um, you know, 18 is when I became a medical cannabis patient here in California. So that really kind of solidified me diving deeper into the medical aspects of cannabis as well. And helping uh, family and loved ones, you know, along the way with, with education, with, um, you know, exposure to cannabis, you know, um, letting them know what kind of products are out there for, you know, entry level consumption and really to, you know, aid in, you know, whatever ailments, you know, my loved ones were, were experiencing. So I was educating myself so that I could, you know, spread, you know, the, the plant to, to others as well um and you know it's 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 kind of taking over my heart so i've been an advocate ever since uh, i've been a cannabis patient ever every every year um here in california and in my early you know 20s or whatnot i was you know went the corporate route had a normal job and stuff you know still consuming you know finding everywhere i could go you know get a get a sack and uh, you know get get my you know joint rolling and stuff um <laughs> but it wasn't until like my mid-20s where i was finally able to have a place that I could, um, you know, start a garden and And so I, I left my corporate job. Uh, you know, it was a big decision, but you know, that that you know cannabis, uh, you know, voice in my head wasn't going away. And I just had to feed into that passion. And uh, so I, I gave up the corporate gig and started cultivating, um, started to garden up. Now the first issue I ran into, once I set up my lights, set up the room, the water and everything was, now I need plants now oh, I need clothes right right and you know it was uh, it was tough trying to find a consistent supplier right so um, you know ding you know it, it went off my head I was like well why don't I put my energy into that and started consuming as much uh, information education videos um, you know posts anything that was out there at the time and you know trial and error as well and just and just dove head first into Staying in that, um, you know, nursery and clone uh, kind of section of, of the cannabis space and haven't looked back since.
2: So when you say cl- clone specific space, like I'm just curious, what do you mean? Because like, cl- I mean, just for our listeners to understand the difference, clone is, is when you get them from what age to what age? What does that like, look like? Because it sounds like you so, deal with multiple levels in your program and what you're aiming to do with your project.
1: Yeah, so the, the nursery and clone space is kind of the beginning of the life cycle, right? So that's basically your starter plant. Um, it's usually about a six-inch plant with, you know, exposed roots that you okay. transplant, and then you you grow and cultivate, flower out, harvest. But this is where the whole cycle of, of life kind of begins. Um, so that's, that's, what, that's what a clone is. It's just a cutting from a specific genetic, a specific mother cultivar that you want to reproduce, you want to grow a whole garden of. And, you know, you have a bunch of clones to fill all your spots and, you know, run, run your room. Um, so that's kind of where it all, all begins. It's the, beginning.
0: it's the beginning stages. I love it. Do you uh, like certain genetics to clone with? Like, is there certain ones you found that you see roots pop real quick or ones that you've seen take longer to root? have you seen any of that yeah
1: i mean there's there's definitely differences in, in genetics when it comes to you know their rooting times uh you know their their root health whether they kind of quote unquote stay pretty during the rooting process right um nothing too you know not, no strain specific that i could you know say hey this is this is the one strain um you know in the nursery space you have to have a multitude of, of strains right you can't just mm-hmm. have one or two offerings so yep. that was like a challenge Other the nursery operators. How do you clone all these different strains that require different food, you know, different, like different, you know, environmental parameters and stuff, and really give them ideally the same thing so that your, your uh, you know, your system, your procedures are all the same. You don't really have to cater too much to each individual strain. So that's a bit of a challenge and some, you know, suffer more than others, but, um, you know, as long as that, that strain is, is popping roots, you know, at, at day 10, day 12, you know, with my little rooting program, you know, that cl- that clone is rocking. So, um, you know, there's certain parameters that all strains enjoy and will thrive in and will get your results in.
2: Well, you say your program. Do you have multiple programs? Because when I was checking out your site, it looks like you do one-on-one training. You do... um different types of 14 day programs or did I misunderstand was that there's one 14 day program and it's, um, all of it.
1: That's correct. There's one 14 day, like pre-packaged, uh, rooting program. Um, and that comes with the assumption that you have a healthy mother stock to cut from. If you don't have healthy mother stock to cut from, I have a couple of YouTube videos and as much uh, free insight as I can, um, to help you have a good starting point. Um, now, that rooting process is a 14 day rooting process to really get you dialed in and have your procedures like to a T and get you the best clone possible at that day 14 to move on to the rest of the process. Um, and, you know, I started clone coaching just because, you know, I've, I've managed nurseries, I've ran my own nurseries, you know, I've sold for other nurseries. Um, you know, I've been surrounded by clones for, for years now. And, you know, I, I like helping people, and I've I got friends in the industry in different places, you know, by, around the world, you know, some Canada, you know, throughout the United States. And um, I started helping them remotely, right? I said, hey, follow these steps. Hey, let's hop on a call. Let's, let's see what, what specifics thing we got to address for your nursery. And I was getting them results. They were seeing results from me being remote. And that triggered me to, hey, let's prepackage something, right? And, um, you know, so that, you know, anybody could pick up that package, follow those procedures and see results, you know, without me having to be on site per se. Right. There's only one of me. I can't be everywhere, even though I'd like to be, but you know, in this day and age, you gotta, you gotta help people digitally and remotely. And that's where kind of clone coach stemmed from was about a year of trial and error, helping multiple gardens remotely and finally saying yes, they're getting results without me being there and the results that, w- that we expect, now it's time to, uh, to package something up.
2: Nice.
0: It's a very cool program that you're uh, bringing that to everybody because as cannabis becomes more legal, more medical states, more adult use states, we're hoping to see more grows where people at 21 and above can grow their own cannabis. And there's yeah. so many problems and issues that can come from cutting your mother plant and then growing your clones like you can come in you can come into contact with uh, mold if this if the trimmers aren't clean you have to make sure that you're cutting on a certain angle like do you go over like all different types of steps beforehand too before the cutting takes place like sterilization and like cleaning up after because i think that's a key that a lot of people have to understand is you have to be clean when you're doing the clones and then also I'm going to have to ask uh, your opinion on domes and which way, which one is your opinion on best way to get your clones quickest route.
1: So you gotta, you gotta have a clean environment and you gotta have clean tools. That's, that's number one. Cleanliness is number one. Um, you know, when it comes to clones, I have a, you know, when it comes like the bigger trays and domes and, and bigger items, I have a, uh, something I took from my previous career, uh, which is wash, rinse, sanitize. It's food grade cleaning. So most people will just throw that. bleach on something. I know that. Yeah, I know that slang. Wash, rinse, sanitize. <laughs> yeah. yeah, cleaning. So you, you got to clean the surface with the detergent first. You got to rinse that off, and then you sanitize that clean surface. You know, so even a simple, you know, three step procedure like that makes a world of difference. And um, all the plastic and all the trays, and then you're creating a an environment in this dome that's ideal for pathogens and molds, right? So if you sense. are leaving a dirty surface there, you're just feeding it, right? So, right. Um, and with the tools, you know, um, you gotta have clean set of tools, nice and sharp, new. Um, and you know, the best way to sanitize your tools is ideally like a 10% bleach. It's very common, everybody has access to it. So a 10 to one ratio of bleach with a 30 second to a minute contact time will kill most everything out there. So it's a real easy way to keep your tools clean.
0: They might just do not always done ISO. What's a problem?
1: ISO is good. ISO is good. Um, the, the thing lately, like here in California has been a big concern with, uh, hoplite and viroid. I was going to ask you a that. Vibe. That
0: was going to be one of my questions. I'm glad, glad
1: you're bringing that yeah. up. Can
2: we explain? Cause that went right over my head.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. no, there's, it's um, it's bad. Really? Yeah, it's it's basically you know the big difference between a virus and a viroid. Um, a virus can be killed by ISO and you know some of the the more common disinfectants or sanitizers, but this viroid is um, something that really gets into the plant through physical transmission and could just it, it basically creates a real stunted plant. the 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 stems are just horizontal. They're real weak at the stems. Their fan leaves are. Uh, don't fully develop. If you flower it out, you just get this real hairy, stunted, no nose, just just a dud. You, you just have duds, really. Um, and the only thing that addresses that viroid properly um, is is bleach is one of the main things. There's a couple of products out there. Um, but, you know, bleach is the most common one that everybody has access to. And that addresses the viroid it's
2: just being clear, you, you tend to one meaning like water to bleach, correct? I just want to be clear, right?
1: Yeah. So, so okay, one yes. part bleach and then the rest part water. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, I that, thought yeah. so.
2: I, I just, I assume so. I just like honestly <laughs> didn't even know the difference between those two types of pathogens. So, like to hear that, that's like really good to learn that that's something growers if you're
1: not know. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not dealing with it, then you know, you could work with you know common sanitizers whether that's uh, you know iso or something like sanidate from biosafe systems Mm -hmm. which um you know plays a role in that and you know you could dive as deep as you want into this because you know some products um you know are effective or not effective with certain contact times. so it's like you can't just do a quick dip and be like i'm good no things you know certain chemicals take certain amount of time to you know have an effective effectiveness so there's a bit more to it as well, um, you know, and that's why it's good to have, like, a rotation of scissors. Just have one sitting there for a minute, one in your hand, one already rinsed, and just kind of keep a, a rotation going. That's a good tip there, Paul.
2: Yeah, no, that's, a, that's yeah. a really good tip. I mean, especially because ISO is probably just what a lot of people reach because it does just take off that particle from, if you're cleaning a grind, anything with, like, re- residue from cannabis, yeah. ISO just, it's like a miracle me like when i found iso like versus boiling water to clean my bong holy shit like
1: oh yeah oh yeah it works it works 100 percent. i even like if i'm in the garden with like flowers and i don't have like arm sleeves and like working in there i'll get like iso and like rub my my arms to get all the resin off my arms too it it it, it works Um, uh it's a life but it just depends what you're dealing with right it depends what you're dealing with in the garden so uh if you got that viroid and you're dealing with that go with bleach if it's not a concern yeah, use the more common stuff. It's not a problem.
0: So you've heard about it and you're in Cali. Is it hitting a lot of uh, plants out there in Cali? Or is it, is it affecting some crops? Because like, like, if if it happens to your mother plant, your mother plant's going to pass that down to all the cuttings, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, genetic. So then you're just yeah. cutting rid of that genetic line. Like That's got to be de- detrimental to companies or cultivators out anywhere in general. I've heard it from Cali, and we actually had someone... Uh, we were messaging and talking about it a couple of months ago. Yeah. When, when you messaged no, us, it's, I was like, we got to discuss this.
1: It's a, it's huge in Cali right now, honestly. Um, excuse me. Um, a few years ago it was kind of coming on people's radar in the sense of like, Hey, something's up with this plant. Not quite sure what it is. You know, it's not nutri- nutrient deficiency, you know, everything else is on point and people couldn't really pinpoint it, you know, a few years ago. Um, But it got to the point where, you know, like today, it's become a standard to um, test your nurseries, to test their mother plants for this viroid and to provide that recent testing to customers as well, because they're requiring it because they're going to do a retest as well. It affects the crop that much that everybody is just trusting, but verifying um, and retesting and retesting and retesting because it it's put a big dent into you know some cultivators out here in california so it's not what it used to be used to be just kind of yeah you hear about it here and there and now it's like it's the standard you know it's like you got to be pest free disease free and viroid free you know and have the test to back it up well that's
2: really good i mean because like like you said you lose a mother you're screwed unless i mean you have money to do that uh, what is it scar tissue Tissue uh, tish- tish- culture. Tissue culture, excuse culture. me, scar tissue, Quo- quoting the chili pepper over here, <laughs> my bad, we've been jailing.
1: <laughs> that's the way to go if you want to clean up a, a, a positive mother, though, that's really your only option is to go meristem, which is like the newest, newest, newest cells and the newest growth of a plant and uh, tissue culture that and let that go to the you know six month plus long process to rejuvenate and ideally come out with clean stock once again. So you can you can kind of rejuvenate and not lose your genetic, but you gotta invest six months to a year to bring it back. Uh, you gotta really
2: like that flavor if you want to bring that back.
0: I mean <laughs> Imagine if it's an old school genetic you've had for years, you know. Oh my god. You have to you yeah. imagine losing <laughs> I and
1: mean, I mean, even if it doesn't have the viroid, the tissue culture will rejuvenate that bad boy. So if you have had it for years and you want and it's just kind of losing its luster. It's a good way to just bring that shine back,
2: bring her back to the old days. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Yep. I didn't even think about that. Like you can kind of like rejuvenate as well. Hmm. I see,
0: I see you're sparking up 100%. Uh, a joint there, Paul. Is that your uh, favorite way to consume cannabis? Uh, joints, it's, or do you partake uh, in balls? Two on my balls? finger.
1: We'll, we'll tell you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> He's uh, got that, that residue
1: right? as him <laughs> over there. It's a little faded because it's on the finger, but it's, uh, anyway, it's, uh, it's a joint. Uh, I, yeah. yeah no, <laughs> I
2: love that. it. That's a sweet tattoo idea. I love so, it. So, yes, it it's
1: my favorite way. Definitely. Uh, uh, right, cheers, look at dude, that. Cheers.
2: Revin. What are, you, uh,
1: yeah. what are you smoking on? Uh, right now, we've got some stuff from yesterday. Some sneaker heads from uh, Source Cannabis. Okay. Do uh, indoor, indoor organic, really high quality, okay. good smoke. Not to
2: get too off topic, but since you are in <laughs> California and we're in Michigan, um, have you ever been to the Michigan market and tried Michigan cannabis?
1: Not yet. I haven't had the pleasure yet. Okay.
2: Okay. I've only been to California once and like, cause I was there really quick. I only went time to go to one dispo cause I was there at work. Mm-hmm. So I just went to cookies so I could, cause it was in Maywood area. So I was like, I gotta try it. Right. I'm there.
1: Yeah. Um, it's like the flagship.
2: Do you have any recommendations? It's like any like brands you like, any like dispos you oh, like? Yeah, Just love to hear. Yeah. Forever in the area. Anyone of our listeners? You know,
1: yeah, there's, there's a lot of good brands out here. And there's also, um, you know, a lot of brands that are, that I wouldn't recommend. I um, you know, say those two. Sor- source is one of them that I would recommend. Um, okay. source is good. THC design out of LA is good. Okay. Uh, wonder Brett out of long, uh, long beach is good. Um, you know, some of the, uh, what else is out? There? There's a few, there's a few out there. Um, that. Well, i just stay away from I like, of, yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that
0: one. That was my next question. <laughs> that sounds more important.
1: Stay, you know, stay away from the, uh, the kind of bulk ounces and, you know, one, off, not one off, but like, um, uh, kind of white label brands. Cause they're, they're just buying, you know, mostly whatever. And those like bulk deals are usually just outdoor. Outdoor flower, and, and they're or, usually you know, buying just, from
2: bigger, bigger cultivators, and they're just like, we've actually had stuff like that where that, you know, where it's like, hey, it's this brand, and you read it's like produced by the shitty brand. And you're like, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, and then you open the bag, and you're like, ah, you know, yeah.
2: just, <laughs> so disappointed. It that happens to me with dabs all it. the time because they throw like a new package on it, and I'm like, oh, cool, new brand, I'll try it, and then I buy it and I read it, I'm like, produced by, <laughs> I was like, you know, and I'm just like, damn. So it does happen sometimes. Yeah. I just.
1: So I, I think that's a good point though you gotta you kind of gotta educate yourself enough to like read the read the labels right read the labels mm-hmm. properly and really know what it's telling you look at the the harvest date look at the package date look at the producer you know really see what that label's telling you and that Dude. tells you more than the brand on the front
0: love it love it those are great great tips like that's not talked about enough like when you sometimes you see packaged flour and you'll get it, you'll think you're like, Oh, it's such a good deal. But it was like packaged eight months ago. And like nine months ago, it's like almost a year old. And it's been in that for a Dave's returned
2: wax. He's like, this is a year and a half old. This is not cool. He's like, I'm but like, they don't take returns, but they did that day. <laughs> they didn't
1: didn't want anybody else to hear that. You know? You yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> well, we that, that's how I know at the dispo, like you just hit it right in the head. I'm looking at all that. You were doing the same thing when well, we're looking at matters. it. Detail matters
2: you know as being yeah. a clone coach like i'll tie it back to clones detail matters and like it sounds like yeah. specifically when you're watching the plant at that age that's going to affect its entire growth so
1: 100% 100% you know it's it's all in the details even if like you know you're cultivating you know you got to be able to read the active ingredients on that bottle right turn that bottle over see what percentage of active ingredient it is see what you're really mm-hmm. buying and if, uh, you know, if it's hyped up too much, you could research that ingredient and find another product mm-hmm. that has the same percentage or something and, you know, shop that way, right? Not not just, uh, you know, look at the front of the bottle, but you got to flip the bottle around and see see what's going on in the back.
2: I like that. I like, you can't just read the bottle, got to flip it around. And that's true, mm-hmm. especially with, yeah. oh my God, with this cannabis. Nowadays, you see the fine print for all the details, you know?
0: THC so. may vary by ten oh, yeah. percent. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's just like THC, <laughs> and then and everything else that matters in small percentage, small areas.
1: It's tough too because like you can't you can't see or smell the flower nine times out of ten before yeah. you buy it, right? It's already packaged and covered, and you you can't really put your nose to it, right? And it's uh that takes a lot of lot of it away from you. So you got to have these other ways to, you know, have a have a leg up as much as you can. I hear that.
0: Oh, that's true. I mean, back in the day here in Michigan, when everything wasn't pre-packaged, you were able to look at it in the jar, smell it, see what it was. Like, okay, I'll take an eighth of that. It was like fresh packaging, pretty much. Um, right. But yeah, you're right. absolutely right. Everything pretty much in Michigan now is every everything's branded. You want to get your brand out there so people understand your brand. So, if your flower's not good the the first time or when you're buying it, you're probably not going to buy it again.
1: And so. and branding is 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 needed. Because you know, if you do find um, a producer that you want to support because they put out the kind of product that you enjoy, you want to call it by their brand, right? Mm-hmm. Like now, I just know I'm a. I, I like supporting Source. I've tried a bunch of their flour; it's always been good. I like what they do. If I'm if I'm shopping and I got to choose, that's that brand's already stuck in my head, right? Mm-hmm. But because they won me over and all the other points,
2: I hear you, dude. Yeah. I hear you because it has to align with multiple ways. I mean, we're learning this in Michigan. Um, that sometimes, like, you don't align with the morals of these companies. So you're like, I'm staying away. Yep. And then you have the levels of how good is it? You know? And then, you know, th- there's so many levels of. I feel like this industry is very unique in that way, too, because there's like, it sounds like you've been, you know, you've been in this game for a while. You know, we've had, we've had our cards on and off since 2010, 11. That was right after we got legal, a uh, medical. So mm-hmm. it's like, when you see it change and you see it grow and evolve, I feel like people, you know, you care about it. And that's why I like to hear when you're like, I care about source. I'm checking about this. You're checking the thing like, cause that's mm-hmm. when Dave goes, when we go to the dispo, mm-hmm. those bud tenders are getting some questions. <laughs>
1: <Not> <laughs> good. Least, yeah. That's good. Uh, yeah. yeah no. You know, you, got, you gotta, you gotta know what you're talking about, you know, when it comes to this, you know, so it's yeah, good to, uh, you know, educate and share others. Right. You know, maybe, maybe that, uh, bud tender, you know, learn something that day, and that tender has the ability to to educate every other customer they see that day as well. So it's right. it's, it's just, it just spreads, you know. Exactly, mm-hmm.
2: and that's the whole point is just yeah. spreading knowledge as you can, you know, because this was yep. a word to mouth thing for years. You either knew someone that grew good bud or you didn't. Yeah. You know, when you're talking <laughs> yeah. about getting education 14 years ago, I'm sure that was a lot harder than nowadays when you just go to YouTube and you type in "how to grow weed." <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh so, yeah. So
1: I mean. I mean, years ago, I would never, I would never imagine that I would show my face in association with cannabis, oh. right? And especially, like, be, like, proud of that. Like, yeah, this is what I do, and I love it, and I'm enjoying every minute of it, and, you know, let me try to help you. That was never, like, a thought, because was always, you're always hidden, there was always a stigma, there was always some sort of layer that you really couldn't admit, you know, all these things or you couldn't really openly say hey if you're experiencing that ailment you should probably try this this butter this tincture this capsule this you know yeah I'm give sure. it a shot and see if this natural way helps you before the uh you know artificial way probably causes more dar- harm than than anything else you know yeah so it's it's come a long way man it's come a long way and uh it's fun it's fun stuff
2: Oh, I thought you were going re- to, I was going to say, I don't want to tell Dave's story, but like that just sounds like Dave, I never thought I was going to get him to show his face behind yeah. the cannabis, you know, but, um, I'm definitely more the loudmouth here. I do music and produce and I do streaming like, and I put my, you know, I do this, but like, I think that's interesting <clears throat> that you brought that up because, you know, Dave went through a raid and almost got seven felonies against him while we were medically legal. Right. Yeah. It was adult use like just after. So it's like. It was 15. When you said that, I always think of Dave's story because like, you know, you say that too, but it's, it's fascinating because the people that cared the most about cannabis because they were so involved knew the repercussions of it. So that's why it's hard to get behind the, the it. change. It's, it's hard, it's, you mm-hmm. know, it's
1: scary. The repercussions like, and still did it, you know, still put their time and effort into it day after day after day, knowing yeah. what they could you know, oh, potentially so. experience, you know?
2: Right. hundred percent. Hundred percent, and yeah, that's man. that's that's the thing. Like it, when you see the change, like you know, it's mm-hmm. really such a, it's a, it's almost liberating. I would say liberating. I. I
0: it's nice to see, but there's feel? still so much has to be done, though. Well, you know, with yeah. everything. like it's it it's it's good to see the movement going, like it's just good to see it. Like I voted for it to be legal in 18. I was super ecstatic when it went legal, but like, we still need to get people out of jail. We need yep. to get rid of like smell is probable cause. We need to get rid of limits on how much you can ca- yep. carry or keep at your home. It shouldn't matter, you know? Right. So, right. and especially clones going back to clones like here, eight, eight inch, I think it was eight inches or a foot is not, is eight inches considered a clone still? You said you go to six, just around six. Remember well, Michigan, uh, wow. you know,
1: out here, uh, a clone's not really based on height, you know, to oh, a okay. degree. You know, it's it's kind of mostly based on uh, if it's still, like, in its a rooting plug, you oh, know, okay. then it's like that, a clone. Okay. okay. Or if it's just tall, it's just a tall clone, you know? But it's in that oh. plug, kind of keeps a clone safe. That's state. what
0: considered... Do you, okay, do you like the height. plugs, or do you like, like, the Root Riot cubes, preferably for your clones?
1: I've tried almost all the the rooting media out there. Okay. Um, but you know, for commercial, it depends on what scale. So like on a hobby scale, root riot bags, you get a little bag at the grocery store and yep. you, you know, you, you know, you plug in your, your tray, you know, all 50 or 20, whatever you're doing, that's, that's, that's fine for hobby level and, and it works. It'll it get your results. Um, there's some inconsistencies in the manufacturing of some of these like spongier products. So that, I did that part I didn't like, but on the commercial scale, which is kind of my specialty, um, you know, when you're doing thousands and thousands of clones on a regular basis, labor is huge. So, you know, I like the the, the pre-filled trays. Mm-hmm. So your 50-cell tray is already pre-filled with all of, your, all of your media. So you don't have to individually plug each of those by the thousands for every session. So um, there's some trays out there called uh, iHort Excels, which is like the the media is like a Cocoa peat based media. So mm-hmm. it, it breaks down and whatnot. And it comes pre-filled. So commercial scale, it's it's my go-to. It's my favorite.
0: Hmm. Nice. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's like, yeah. yeah. Um, speaking commercial, why is it so important to have a cannabis nursery for being in commercial cannabis?
1: Absolutely. Um, it's, it's once again where, where everything starts from, right? The supply chain begins with a consistent uh, nursery supplier, whether that's in-house or, or third party um and that's why there's third-party nurseries just standalone nurseries are able to exist and operate because they're supplying and focusing on that specific skill set to do the same thing by the thousand or ten thousand at a time um the same over and over and over again and every little bit of detail that's off just you know extrapolates throughout the entire process so like the nursery you got to be on it you can't really you know have too much fluctuation um, and you know, as a cultivator, your, your job is to you know, get this nursery stock, grow it out, and you know, get a bountiful harvest. But it all starts with a healthy start and a healthy clone, and you know, that's giving you all of that uh, aggressive growth early on, you know, the node onset, so you get a really robust plant that could hold all the flower weight that you're trying to get. Um, and that takes a lot of effort and time and energy. So hence the partnership between a nursery and a cultivator, where, you know, if you focus on this aspect and just give me the thousand plants that I need every time without me having to get rid of half of them and have to wait and bring them back to health. No, give me good clones and they're going to produce good flour. And that's like the hand to hand relationship that a nursery and a cultivator, I think, uh, you know, work well together in.
2: It makes sense though. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's almost like if you learn good habits when you're young, you're a healthier adult. <laughs> like it's like, it makes kind of yeah. sense, you know? You know.
1: <laughs> yeah. that so. that translate through its life. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. however it starts, you're probably going to see a bit of that throughout the entire life cycle.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. You can see those big harvests at the ending flavorful. That's right. That's Campines. right. Nice, good plants
1: have you coached nothing um, like a room full of flowers man i mean i I'm a, I'm a nursery man through and through but there's nothing like a room full of flowers
2: yeah yeah the smells the looks, um, the look actually, yeah. especially if it's super cropped and they're just bushes man
1: just colas everywhere just, yeah, exactly.
2: just colas <laughs> exact for days but yeah. i was just about to ask um so your clone coach uh you do i imagine you do any size scale like anyone that can reach out to you right commercial and residential have you done both
0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: Yes. Um, now, I think the sweet spot for me is like if you're at least doing, you know, a couple of trays at a time, right? A tray or two at a time, which is about 100 clones um, in one cloning session is where you can really, you know, get the gain, the full benefit from that. Um, you know, if you're doing thousands and thousands, you know, that's even the sweeter spot because that's kind of when I first started doing clones i didn't do like six clones and a tray and then do another like eight or something i started doing by the trays like by 50 at a time okay so from the get-go i was doing you know a tray at a time then it was i was doing a few hundred per session as a as a you know new garden a new nursery so i never really did very very small scale so once again it's not my you know that kind of sweet spot but you know nowadays you know most gardens need, you know, at least a couple of trays uh, to to get off and get going. So that's always been my kind of where my my uh, energy lied. Is that
2: because of genetics? Because you're like, look, sifting through genetics and like just making or just making sure the clones are going to be healthy enough to meet your standards. And a lot of them die off. Or is it because you just like to have the masses, like better better odds? Is that why? Or
0: yeah, what's your success well, rate in like a fifty tray? Just curious like in a big track what, what is you get a hundred percent
1: uh well 95 to 100 you know oh, nine, 90 in the 90th percentile is always a good statement because it's kind of dependent on um you know media or genetic or mom yeah. health or you know environmentals and stuff but if if everything's where it should be i mean there's no reason why why everyone you stick shouldn't take right they're all the yeah. same they all should be the same and go through the same process and everything so everyone you stick should should take um so i'm sorry i forgot what what you mentioned right before that groovy
2: oh crap
0: you were talking about genetics or is it
1: (gasps) oh
2: yeah
0: or do you like to just do mass more
2: yeah is it more more about is it more about like trying to find that right genotype that right plant
1: from early on it was to get more practice in Right. And, and really understand success rates by the tray and stuff. So it was like me getting better at my craft. You know, you got to just do more of it. Right. And then, uh, early on in the medical days, I was supplying, um, dispensaries and, uh, cultivators, medical cultivators. Um, and they needed, you know, multiple strains. So I had to have a little library, right. They didn't want to do the same thing every time. They want to have different strains, try different things out. So you always have to have some sort of menu of genetics, and, um, you know, and if you serve a few, a few gardens, you know, each of them, you add that up. Yeah. You need a few hundred clones, <laughs> you know,
2: <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. That's a lot. Better. Yeah.
1: So that cycle just, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. Um, it's keeping, but it's, keep. it's, it's, it's critical for, for every garden. I think it's, um, you know, smaller, big, but you know, that, that word, those words are kind of getting real relative, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's small and big to you. Right. So on and so forth depends on what you grow. But um, yeah, but if if you're doing nursery in house, then this is great knowledge to have to do it yourself. If you're a nursery providing, you know, to other cultivators, even more so because you're producing so much that you know a five percent, ten percent, twenty percent increase in production, or you know, reduction in time that it takes for a plant to be ready to be sold, that extrapolates into real dollars. So there's 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 huge value for everybody that needs to grow hundreds and or thousands of plants on a on a normal basis, which is as uh, legalization expands, is a lot of people.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's I mean yeah. me, Michigan here you can even stack licenses. So there's grow mm-hmm. ops with like forty five hundred thousand plants or forty five hundred plants. Excuse me. Yeah, I didn't even think more nowadays it too. It's
1: crazy. Ooh. It's all based on plant count out there. Yeah. Yep.
2: Yep. Yeah, caregivers can only grow up to 72 plants. It's like, and that's
1: medically. That's what
2: caregivers are. And gotcha. then adult use is 12 plants. So when you talk about like 100 clones, I'm like, whoa, that's
1: like a lot of well, clones. Well, he's
0: talking on the commercial side. of commercial, I mean, yeah, I you got that. your 500,000. Yeah, 000, yeah out one here ones. it's that's like, like square
1: footage. You know, it used to be some sort of plant count back in the day, but, you know.
0: You said it's based on square that footage. That was no? a little
1: touchy. Yeah. It's all based by square footage for the most part. So, um, you know, commercially is
0: that, but, so is that, so does that mean the entire building or is that like the gr like the flowering canop- bedroom, the canopy
1: uh, canopy? Yeah. So square footage or canopy. So you could have the bigger, the building's bigger than the canopy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But even uh, on, um, you know, 72 at a time, you know, that's this program, I believe still works for that. Cause that could be, you know, one good mother plant, uh, mother light setup, right? A four by four table or something where you hold, you know, two or three genetics and you can take a couple trays and, you know, you're really counting on those to be successful because you're limited by plant count, right? You can't just have an abundance. Yeah. You have to have the best right off the bat. Um, so it's still super valuable. And, you know, maintaining that mother stock for your own, you know, um, caregiver garden is crucial as well. Right? Your, your garden and your and your schedule and everything else depends on that as well. So, if you still got like a one light mom room and you got to take your seventy two at a time and you want them all to be perfect and right on time to stay on schedule, this this information still still works for you. Absolutely. Okay. Well,
2: yes. you talk about one. We talked about the one on one coaching. I was like digging around your site a bit, and it's best clones ever guide. I saw that. Do you want to talk about? It? Can you maybe dig into it a little bit? Is there some 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 stuff behind it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's the 14-day rooting program that I um, es- essentially have honed in, right? And that gets you what I call the best clones ever. And uh, you know that what that means to me is a plant that's already acclimated to um, you know nutrients, to environment, to humidity, um, just fully rooted, full root system, something that's just going to take off as soon as you transplant it. Not something that's going to need. A time to you know increase the food a little bit, baby the light, and kind of tend to it tenderly. I eliminated that with with this program, you know, with the few major aspects throughout those fourteen days. That's how you you know get those kind of results. Um, and there's you know a lot, I dive into quite a bit in there, but it's um it once again it comes with the assumption of you know the whatever your mother plant looks like the day you cut it that's exactly what it would look like at day 14. So yellow here, yellow there, green there, green there. So, you know, it all starts with the healthy mother plant. And, you know, that's why I've, you know, tried to address that in my Instagram, my YouTube, just how to get healthy mother plants. Because once you have that, your plant, your clone should look just like the day it was cut 14 days later. Most people's awesome. clones turn a little purple in the stem, turn a little yellow in the top. You know, they, the growth, the new growth is kind of stunted. and. Mm-hmm. It's not what it looked like before, right? So that's one of the biggest aspects. Is that uh, yeah, you the plant looks just like the day it was cut. Do you want it to
0: look?
2: Want to look great? Want to look fresh? Yeah.
0: Got any other uh, tips you can mention that for cutting clones? I any mean, other tips? You know, we went um, over cleanliness. I know that, and the sanitation's huge. But I don't know if there's anything about cutting the mothers or. Like I've, I've, heard, I've heard people like shaving the end of the the stem where you cut it, like mm-hmm. you know, cutting it open. Is there any you shouldn't do, do that? I'm just curious on some of uh, uh, your opinions.
1: Let's start with mothers. Okay. Yeah, let's start cool. with the mothers. I would ideally clone from the, uh, the newest growth that you've let grow for 10 to 14 days uninterrupted, right? That mother plant was being fed well, enjoyed the light, was thriving nice and green, and has just just uninterrupted grown for 10 to 14 days. That's what you wanna cut from, okay? You don't wanna top and and pinch and do all these things and then clone it the next day. You wanna just leave uninterrupted stress uh, and growth for 10 to 14 days. Take that cutting. If it's that new growth, you won't really have the hard stem that you have to scrape, like you just mentioned. Yep. If it's a bit older, it will be a little bit more hardwood and it's, you could scrape the outside layer to get a better absorption of your gel. But if it's new growth, just a nice clean cut with your tools into your gel and into your media. In the dome stage, one big tip that I would say is don't um, would be to let your plants breathe. There's always a lot of excess humidity built up in these domes. And people leave the domes untouched yeah. for three, four or five days and sometimes close hundred percent. And it's just, you're not letting the, the plant breathe. You're not letting the, the, an air exchange happen. You're creating really stagnant, moist air that is just a breeding ground for pathogens. So
2: to avoid any pathogens,
1: yeah, yeah you, you got to let that that tray breathe and you know, with a full tray, of, of of foliage, it will give off enough humidity to to re you know moisture the dome. So you could still wipe off all that extra moisture from the dome and it'll come right back, you know, within a day from from the foliage. So that's a big tip. Let your plants breathe. Don't don't keep them stagnant. You know, you want to avoid that mold and you know that dampening off and then it's harder to acclimate them to normal humidity. So just uh, let them breathe, you know, let them breathe. Let them breathe.
2: Yeah. I mean, you, I mean, that makes sense because like, especially when they're at that young of age, you know, they need every bit of uh, oxygen they can take, you know, and you don't want, I mean, I can imagine, I just think about moisture in like your shower, how much mold builds up so quickly. I mean, when plants are just consistently giving off that heat, like when you walk into a room and it's just got that heat there, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. talking about like a cool mm-hmm. flower room, but when you're in a bedroom, like, you can feel that.
1: So. Yeah. yeah, and that's fine, but the air's got to, you know, get, be exchanged though. and or moved around. Yeah, circulated. A yeah, fan, yeah. So,
2: But when the
0: domes, yeah, so I imagine just, it's kind of hard to keep it circulated. I'll tell right? you that there's little vents on the top
2: and you can pop them open or slide them open a little mm-hmm. bit. Is that enough to keep sufficiently though? Like shouldn't you move have air moving through it almost like wind?
1: Yeah, what, when I say, you know, let him breathe, literally take the dome off oh. for, you know, 30 seconds or so. You know, in the yeah. earlier stage of their life, you know, the less time you want to take away the dome from them, okay. um, the later, the more time you can do. Okay. Um, and I usually wipe off all the excess moisture on that dome so that that old, you know, water droplet and stuff doesn't just keep falling back on the foliage and then uh, they put the dome back on. And that's an air exchange. That entire dome evenly got a new set of air, you know, got an exchange. All the extra moisture is gone. That dome's back on. And that was the, the air exchange in the dome. Hmm.
0: So then would you just keep the, th- uh, the latches closed then on those domes or would you keep them open then after you've done that?
1: So two things, I don't ever like to close the lids, the, the vents a hundred percent. Once again, letting the plant breathe. You know, breathe. I don't ever like to do a hundred percent. You always got to let, let, you know, if the hot air wants to escape, let it escape, <laughs> you know? Okay. Yeah. Um, and then you know, the second half is that that gets uh, opened up throughout the rooting process to reduce humidity uh, within the dome. So as you're purposefully trying to reduce the humidity in the dome, yeah, you, you, that thing ends up open all the way. Okay,
0: I appreciate go. that. That's that's some good tips with that, man. Thank you, Clone Coach.
2: See, that's same. Like, and you know, you know, another little tip
1: that I've I've noticed some people do. Some people do like, I right, open it you know, one fifth and then another fifth and then another, and then they're do, they're trying to play this with the vent.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I've found, you know, you either got a halfway open or it's open. Because, okay. you know, if you split that difference, you're, you're, there's no big difference in humidity inside your dome there. You're not really mm-hmm. reducing much. So mm-hmm. I would stay, stay away from trying to break it down so much to do this like, oh, I'm taking it, you know, 10% every day or something. Nah, just do a change. It'll drop a few percent. And that's predictable and it's a good enough you know swing for the for the plants. It's interesting that
2: you say there's not a difference because in my mind, I'd probably be one of those people that's like, let's be specific as I can. <laughs> but like that's interesting. <laughs> Three quarters
0: of an <laughs> inch. Right. I, that's I, I, I would have thought much. there'd no, be a
2: difference. <laughs> 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 well, you know, science tells you every little difference matters, right? Yeah, so I was like, great. okay, but it's fascinating. It's good to learn. There's just, like moisture levels is like, just let it breathe. Got it.
1: Yeah. And another reason for that is like, You know, when I've managed nurseries, it's so that that procedure and that step could be done by everybody the same way. And it's not really, you know, based on if anybody has a heavy hand with something or, you know what I mean? Like it's either halfway or open. There's really no, it's easy to train. It's easy to have somebody else, you know, follow that instruction versus it being kind of, you know, based on, you know, my, my angle and your, and what I'm looking at and two, You know, take that take that person away from the equation and just have a a a procedure that anybody could really follow and implement. See,
2: I like that. Oops, sorry, accidentally me myself. I I like that your program is made for the novice as well as it can help. I mean, you your knowledge seems so wealthy that like you're Mm -hmm. giving like information that I've never heard. So it's like really cool to hear that. Like you, you specified in one specific area that is cloning because you know I'm sure if we went you know around, but I might meet some, but like, you know, cloning very specific parts of the plant process is like, this is really neat to talk to someone specifically about cloning. We've never spoke to someone about cloning specifically.
0: Just, yeah, focusing in cloning. Do you ever want to get into like, uh, so is tissue culture wouldn't it be called cloning, right? That's not considered cloning because that's a different process, but would it be cloning because you're still getting the same plant or...
1: It, I mean, the parent word of all of this is propagation. Okay. So there's asexual propagation and sexual propagation, and I believe cloning is like the slang term for asexual propagation. Um, yes. The other form of propagation is through seed, right? Making mm-hmm. seed, and I think tissue culture is considered micro propagation, if I'm not mistaken. But it's a it's a form of propagation. You're turning one into two, and you're you know you're you're making more or making many from one. Right, but it's funny. um the process behind it's different
2: yeah okay okay that may i was yeah. curious i mean I the storage process is obviously a lot different mm-hmm. but i just was like I, that, that's very good to learn because we've heard that's a way to like long store genetics but actually yeah. at the same time it's also new and i don't know how perfected it is you know yeah Not sure.
1: it's something that exists in normal agriculture and stuff um you know so the science and the technology and stuff is is already embedded in normal agriculture, where, you know, like cannabis and most other things, we've absorbed it slowly throughout the years and have really implemented all the right procedures and stuff. So, you know, nowadays, you know, it's, uh, so there's a lot of good labs out there. Um, you know, five, 10 years ago, there'd be not so many and they were still learning themselves, you know?
2: Well, I mean, honestly, the, I mean, education is very new still in, can- I mean, mm-hmm. even still right now it's new in cannabis. So it's like, I, I guess, I, I mean, that's why I say when you were talking about like, we're finding research 14 years ago, like I, I really think a lot of is a true through experience because a lot of people who know the most in this industry have just been kind of trial and error, trial and error and mm-hmm. just passed down, you know, information from one to another. It's. So I appreciate It's really cool to see you just giving the information out here, too. I'm sure there's so much more in the guide, you know, but I just it's really cool to even learn just like hearing you talk about all the specifics, mm-hmm. you know, because here in Michigan, like I said, once it's planted, it's considered a plant. So I don't, you know, on a mm. medical side that you're like you said, you're limited. So it does matter, mm-hmm. you know,
1: it's, it's something that uh, the nursery and clones always gets kind of forgotten when it comes to regulation. Uh, even in California, it's like very w- vague and they're not really addressing all the detailed aspects of it. Because even as a personal grower that you could grow one plant, well, that one plant could give you 50 clones. Now, are you all of a sudden, you know, too many stems, you know, equals you're breaking the law now. But they never really address, you know, making clones or the amount of propagation or what that's even like, right? Like the numbers involved. So it's always something that gets forgotten, you know, the the, the detailed aspects of. Making clones or what one plant could produce, or you know, sharing clones—like it always gets forgotten. You know,
2: yeah, it's unfortunate that you know yeah, people right. that don't know cannabis right in the legislation. That's the, the way, You know, you just got people mm-hmm. writing, leg- you know, based off of They're just prop dollar signs and laws that already sure. exist rather than changing the unjust laws. You know, right, right.
0: I got a question for you, uh, Paul with all your experience within cannabis through the years, do you have uh, any tips on how to, um, if you're looking to get a job in the cannabis industry, do you have any interesting tips with your experience? Cause we've had people reach out to us uh, trying to get, get their foot in the door and some mm-hmm. of them have had success. Some haven't. So I'm just curious.
1: Absolutely. Um, I mean, I started, you know, working in uh, facilities, you know, around 2017 and at, in the medical days, you know, it was, it was easier because you could visit your favorite dispensary. if They have a grow in the back. You could just find a way to get in contact with someone, you know, let them know you're open for work or usually, you know, right. we'll pick up trimmers during harvest time and trimming is usually like the first foot in the door. You yeah. know, it's just, it's just getting you in the building. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, once you're there, it's still a little bit difficult to kind of stand out amongst, uh, you know, a bunch of trimmers um, that are just, you know, head down, trimming away. One way to stand out is to trim more than everybody else and, and do a good job at it. You know, it's not easy work, but that's how I stood out in a couple opportunities. just I just head down, did really well so that I could have a little bit of free time to have a conversation with someone in the hallway that was a main grower there and you know get the exposure just become available and stuff so um nowadays you know there's a lot of hiring it's a lot of hiring entry level and you kind of got to put in the, the paces to 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 build up that resume in the cannabis industry you know so you know but talk to your local you know favorite you know dispensaries and stuff and and just start letting people know that you're open to work and and don't turn anything down because it doesn't sound like what you're looking for because um, it's once you're in it's up to you to create the next opportunity once you're inside that building because um, not everybody makes it to the back room or to the back half of the warehouse like mm-hmm. it's it's kind of a coveted place to be so once you're there make the best of it and and keep doing that and you can build a career in cannabis pretty quickly because it's it's small there's a lot of startup companies it's really fast paced mm-hmm. and you could. You know, spend a year or two there, spend a year there, spend six months there, and you're you're learning a lot as you go, and you're making more network connections, which is another big factor. Just so you're a part of the industry. Once right. you're just surrounded by more likely, more uh, like-minded people in the industry, and they know what your intentions are, and you have a little history behind you, you know, anything's possible, really. So, just just get in there, just get your foot in, and and make, take the next step to uh, make it a good one.
2: I actually, I, I really think that's great to say because that is the best. I mean, we've heard of people, our friend went from a, just trimming for a couple years and then now he's doing like head of irrigation. Yeah, it's, it's just like irrigation. works his way up because like you said, it's a, it's a new community. So even if, you know, maybe mm-hmm. if you're starting at the giant grow op, it's going to be even harder. But some of these class A, class B license here in Michigan, 500,000 plants, like, you know, that's how you work your way up. Mm-hmm. And I mean... I, I I actually think there's more growth growth from a trimming job than from like starting as a bud tender because I feel like a bud tender, like that's kind of what you do, right? That's like the start and end. Maybe you go into management, management, you know, maybe there's something like that. You know, maybe you're good at HR or you know, sales or marketing. It gets more like yeah businessy, but if you're trying to be like around the plants, trimming will get you to everything. Yep.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I think that's a good point too, because you know, it depends what you want out of it. You want to be about the right. plant? Yeah the trimming route, you know, you got you're gonna be in a warehouse, right? you know, there's not gonna be anything, you know, too aesthetically pleasing back there. It's it's bare walls and stuff. Yeah. If you want to go less the retail routes, yep.
2: you know, the bud tending yes. route is like look at here. I am selling bud, I'm running mm-hmm. deals, I'm sales, marketing. It is a little bit more mm-hmm. yep glamorous but without the people putting in the grind and making the bud good like you know i'm not saying there's anything about the bud tenders but it's bu- just two different it's like almost like
1: it's front of the house and back of the house uh, yeah. it's just about to yeah. say like
2: a restaurant thank yeah. you yeah. <laughs> yeah bud tenders yeah. do
0: need to be a little bit more educational on the product though and on some of uh, the terpenes and flavors of the product. That's one thing that lacks, though, by going into that. Though. I guess that
2: would be they, nice to have, like, a trimmer or some people from the grow room come in or do some training some or something the with yeah. them.
0: Because, like, mm. there's not mm. enough of that when you go inside the Dispo. Yeah. Especially if, if they're I th- vertically integrated.
1: Yeah. I, I think that might be a difference maker in some of their careers, though. Because if they're putting in the effort to educate themselves and become a That's better true. bud tender, well, then that's the person that wants to go to the next level and run, you know, a chain of stores or something, right? Or be the, mm-hmm. the face and the brand and be the PR or what have you. Um, and the ones that don't educate themselves are not uh, fully exercising that opportunity that other, somebody else would.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Definitely. And I think I think there is that. Like, I mean, we see the gap all the time in tenders. Some of them are amazing. Yep. Help us out. We're like, whoa, I didn't even know that. Some of them are like, it's all chronic. This or just on,
0: your, on their phone ignoring it's you. It's fire.
2: Oh, yeah. Dave yeah, recently got yeah. ignored a couple times and it bothered him. Like, should people just be, like, on the phone? Like, kind of half doing it. Like, it's just like really a... Cool. Like, no one cares. Someone doesn't care. You know, we come from the medical side from back in the day where it's right. like, they really cared. That care, they
1: were a caregiver, you know? I was just going to say that, too. Like, that wouldn't fly in the medical days, you know? 100%. No. There's it a different not. level of, like, what the customer expected, you know?
2: I mean... But it was, I mean, it was expected, yes. Mm-hmm. But it was also like the bud tenders, like that's what they did, yeah. like you know, they they yeah. did go that extra step, they they cared, like their I mean, dead. that adult use shift was seeing this like influx in, like we just need people that can do POS systems, or yeah, yeah, point you know, so. yeah. So it was like yeah. this weird shift where you still see some people from the old times, some people in the new, and it's 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 very fascinating that it's like rolling the dice when you walk into a dispo, <laughs> you know, as far as bud tenders. Yeah. Yeah. Um, his is, but I is. think generally, where you go, anywhere you go, that starting with the trimming and building up in the warehouse is probably how it works. Like, you know, there's not <laughs> you're starting to see education in cannabis, but that's it's still cool. new too, like degrees and stuff like that,
1: right? Right? And, and you, you know, decrim. with with every little bit that a consumer could educate themselves, you know, like with this podcast, gain a couple you know points on, on education, they go in a better Thank you. educated consumer they're going to they're gonna create the better experience for themselves. <laughs> you know, they're going to have to not rely on the uh, whoever's in front of them and just say, hey, you know, I, I know a little bit. At least I know what I'm looking for, you know,
2: mm-hmm. research, research. You can't just be like, yeah. OK, yeah, that's fire. Because how many times have we been told it's oh, fire?
0: My, it's the most annoying thing. It's like, oh, OK, thank you. <laughs> fire. That's the only thing it is is fire. Cool, cool. Appreciate like, it. That's what I'll stay
1: away from. Let me look myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. Or someone telling me like, no, you don't want this one. You want this one because it's got this much THC. I'm like, no, I'm good. I want that one. No, man, you don't. Yeah. Oh, no, dude, I do. It's like, I'm taking this home and dabbing <laughs> it. Now you. Get yeah. out of here. Yeah. Terpenes.
1: My lungs, so, not yours.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Okay, we're getting here to the towards the yeah. end here. I want to ask you one of our, well, do you want to do it this time? Go for it. I'm going to go for it this time. All right. So we have a question that we kind of like, we'll let you wrap up and say any thanks. And like, we want to get any last things about clones, but we have like a fun question we want to ask you before we get too far over time. I want to ask. So if you had one wish from a ganja genie, meaning like if you just rubbed open a can, an eighth of weed and (laughs) bam, here came a genie, right? (laughs) Can a genie. Can a (laughs) genie. If you could have any one wish for the cannabis industry, um, and, We've had people change it into a couple wishes but we try to say one wish what would it be for the canvas industry like it's one thing just just you can take you can take a second
0: to think on it
1: too no rush for the industry yeah um for it to be free for all the regulators to get out of the way okay no regulation free Free regulation i like it free market normal normal business man you want to go get you want to go start this business you get a normal business license normal bank account normal yeah. startup and you go to town and see if you survive the first few years just <laughs> yeah, right. let it be normal like every other business should be low regulated business yeah and that's it
2: well i mean you're bringing money to this industry like why are people trying to slow it down you know i've never understood that like i don't you know and it's because of the
0: money is there the
1: money will come you know
0: yeah, the- yeah exactly it's cannabis Everywhere yeah. it goes legal, there's tons of sales. If, if you produce a quality product, the money's gonna come. It's you just those federal brand, regulations. Man, come.
2: decriminalization needs to happen. Safe yeah. banking needs to happen. Yeah. If you're if you're in this yeah. industry, running a dispo, paying taxes, you shouldn't have it. You shouldn't be stressed about where your money's going nope. or what you're yeah. getting a loan yeah. next week. Like that's so ridiculous. People so, working so in the industry shouldn't this.
0: be frust- Shouldn't be scared of can- uh, cashing a check from uh, a yeah. dispensary. They can't get yeah. apartments or housing loans. It's ridiculous mortgage.
1: It stifles so much. So much. And yet we're still thriving, right? (laughs) So imagine if they just got out of the way. Just just we'll we'll you know, put the money in the bank account, we'll pay the transaction fees, we'll pay the payroll tax. Pay the taxes. We get it. We get it on the Sam you gotta pay to play you know but single digit taxes not double digit taxes you
0: know yeah make, make it what it is for everybody
1: fair. else yeah make fair th- yeah. Let, P- let the cannabis let, just write things off
2: yes yeah,
1: let, let us fair. become the biggest exporter of cannabis in the world right let the usa become the biz- biggest exporter of it we'll get the usa branded weed all over the world man let's get out of debt cannabis <laughs> hey like most people in the industry Pay off their debt with a couple of cannabis plants. So let us let the country do the same thing, right? <laughs> hey, there you go. America. <laughs> that's the America that's like in my hand, right? That's
2: that's, kind of, that's the know. free America I yeah. love, right? Because that's what yeah. I believe the Constitution yeah. was freedom, right? Because that's what we're here to do. Free market. I love that statement. I couldn't agree more. Like, yeah, yeah. They're you know, they already make enough money in taxes. Why is it still being regulated? You know, we're watching yeah. millions and billions of dollars of revenue happen. Like, come on,
0: the industry is only going to continue to go up. So freeze perfectly mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: well work so, on that genie man oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah well anything Thank else you. anyone you want to say thanks to uh any last tips anything you want to point to yeah. on clonecoach.com um mm-hmm.
1: you know i'm trying to stay as active as i can on instagram to to help educate i answer all the dms I, I reply to all the comments so any questions anything that comes up you know head over to the instagram clone coach and um shoot me a dm shoot me a comment on on a post and I do my best to get back to all of them. Um, same thing on my YouTube channel, that one's barely getting its wheels rolling and stuff. There's a couple good videos out there. Um, and like I said, I respond to, to every comment to try to a- uh, answer every question that's out there. Um, if you've got a garden and you, you know, need some help making some clones, I wanna make the best clones ever, just head over to clonecoach.com, you get the rooting program and that'll take you, you know, from, from A to Z, or transform your nursery. Um, and in the future for uh, the California market, um, I, like I said previously, I have sold a lot of clones as well for a lot of different nurseries. Mm-hmm. So I am creating a, a nursery marketplace uh, app and website so that licensed operators in California, both nurseries and cultivators, could buy and sell uh, live plants through this platform. So I'm taking all the the trial and all the error and all of the um, kind of bottlenecks from my experience in selling commercial clones and putting that in a in a platform that addresses all of that makes it super easy
2: is it live
1: almost almost oh, so um, we're, we're there we're Ooh, still, we got we're still some, doing some demos. stuff Ooh, okay we're doing some right. demos right now um you know i got a meeting after this you know with, with the developer so uh as soon as it come out i will do my best to let everybody know all right very excited no that's, so that's awesome and cool.
2: honestly i like it that's very innovative and you know I like that. A it's lot. a great that's idea. A, like we it, said, it's, it's it's the, you know, the digital era meets like a need in the cannabis industry. So that's really cool. And honestly, a very, yeah. you know, niche. You need niche.
0: clones. You need healthy clones to start that healthy cycle to get the healthy crop. And you're delivering yep. that to yep. them with the, with the app and everything. Cause you'll probably have mm-hmm. the, everything will be with the, the statements that it's clean, 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 good genetics. Boom. You've done your process to it. And they're going right. to be thriving within days.
1: Yep, yep. That's that's a plan, man. That's a plan. So, um, you know, but this has been super fun. You know, I I'm glad that we all share this kind of you know advocate, you know, educate and inspire, just like your your slogan there. And that's that's what it's all about, man. So I hope I hope we did that with uh, you know all of your listeners today. You know, and the big thing Definitely is we're,
2: we're promote we're promoting that change. You know, like because like that like with all of us, we're putting our face in front of something that's new. Like, but it's it's also it's legal and it's it's we're just trying to show that, like you said, free, it's, it's a, you know, it shouldn't, the, free the plan. It shouldn't be like yeah. this, you know, when right. there's so right. much money being made from it, like, especially in tax dollars, I'll always say that. Yeah. But there's so much yeah. money in it. What, what's the issue here? Let the industry thrive. Let the industry grow, pun intended. And it all starts from the clones.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all it does. Thank, so thanks, Paul. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. Thanks clone coach. Yeah. Appreciate, appreciate it. A lot of great tips. Yeah. Great educational. Our, our listeners are going to love this. We appreciate you coming on. Um, yep. As always, Groovy. We're here to advocate, educate, and inspire. Till next time, y'all. Peace. Peace.
2: <laughs>